Welcome to the Farm and Ag CPA Show, where you will get the tips you need to keep more of your cash and protect your farm and family. My name is Katherine Osment. Let's talk about a subject that nobody likes to talk about, but we just can't ignore it. Taxes. Today, I have five essential strategies to help you navigate this tax season, and you can start now preparing to utilize these strategies so that you're ready and you're proactive and not reactive in January when you start working with your documentation. So let's just dive in. The first one is delaying crop insurance payments. Now, this tax strategy is geared only toward ag producers. That's it. No other industry has the ability to delay crop insurance payments. An important consideration is the option to postpone the recognition of crop insurance proceeds. If you've received insurance payouts due to crop damage, it might be possible for you to defer this income until next year. This strategy can better align your farm's income and expenses. Because this is only available to taxpayers in the ag space, I highly recommend hiring a CPA who is well-versed in the agriculture industry. The second strategy is to utilize like-kind exchanges, also known as Section 1031. Prior to the Tax Cut Jobs Act in 2018, it was available for a multitude of items. So real estate, um, equipment, you could do like-kind exchanges with a lot of stuff. After the Tax Cut Jobs Act, however, like-kind exchanges only became available in the real property space. So this tax strategy is only available if you are selling and purchasing real estate during the tax year. What it does is the capital gains that are generated from the sale of a piece of property can be deferred until you sell the second piece of property. So if you sell a piece of property and have a $500,000 capital gain, but you purchase another property and you stay within the parameters of the Section 1031 rules, then that half million dollar gain can be deferred until you sell this second piece of property. So if you hold it for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, then that deferral goes and gets tagged on to the sale of that second piece of property. Again, a very lucrative tax strategy that can save you many, many tax dollars. This particular tax strategy is available in all industries. However, there's not a lot of CPAs who actually work with 1031 exchanges. So be sure that you have a conversation with your tax preparer or CPA and make sure that they are well-versed in 1031 like-kind exchanges for real property. The third strategy is income averaging. So again, this one is geared toward the ag industry only. This particular strategy is not available in other industries. So the idea is that you average your income over three years. Farming income tends to fluctuate. And this ability to be able to average over a three-year period of time 
really allows you to be able to strategize those expenses a little bit more and understand your tax consequence before December 31st, um, which is good for everybody. So the other thing that happens is you might find yourself in a low tax bracket year one, in an incredibly high tax bracket year two, and then again, a low tax bracket in year three. In order to not pay a 37% or an incredibly high tax rate, this income averaging may allow you to be able to get your average tax rate closer to a 15 or 20%, which again is a massive savings um, for those high profitable years. Again, kind of beating the dead horse, but uh, this is only available in the ag industry. So please make sure that you are working with the CPA who is well-versed in the ag space, because this is not something um, that will be done on a, on the regular basis. Number four, I just want to talk about a few deductions that are missed a lot in the ag space. I see it quite often that these are missed in the ag space. So the first one is the Section 179 deduction. This allows you to take aggressive depreciation on equipment. Now, the last few years, you've gotten a little bit spoiled on bonus depreciation. Uh, bonus depreciation began to sunset in January of this year. So this is something that's going to sunset over the next five years, and you have to have a strategy in place to be able to compensate for the fact that that's going away. Section 179 is one of those things that can help us to mitigate taxes and be aggressive on depreciation. It's not as wonderful as bonus depreciation, but it's still an incredibly valuable strategy, allowing you to be very aggressive when you buy large pieces of equipment. Again, I would make sure that you're looking at your whole and not just thinking about a huge deduction. You want to look at not only this year, but next year. You don't want to put yourself in a position of saving $100,000 in taxes this year, only to have to pay $200,000 in taxes next year. That's not a very valuable strategy. So be super careful and make sure that you're kind of planning forward and not just planning for this year. The second deduction that I see missed in the ag space is the home office deduction. Um, this is available in all industries, but for some reason, we don't really think about it in this ag space. Home office deductions are things like you can take a portion of your home utilities. You can take a portion of your personal mortgage interest. You can take a portion of your property taxes. You can take a portion of home improvements and home maintenance. Um, these are all very lucrative deductions are, that are legitimate and that we can take if you run your farm out of a home office. The other deduction that you can get utilizing the home office deduction is things like office equipment. If you buy a new desk, a new filing cabinet, an office chair, a, you know, a, a bookshelf that you use to, to place things on, these things become deductions um, for the farm through the use of this home office deduction. The next credit uh, or deduction that I see is the health insurance deduction. If you are a self-pay health insurance payer and you are self-employed, so you're a self-employed farmer, then you can get a break, a deduction for your health insurance premiums. If you get your health insurance through an employer, so maybe your spouse works 
or maybe the farm is a secondary source of income for you and you have health insurance through an employer, this is not a strategy that's going to work for you. This is only for self-pay and only if you're self-employed. The next one is small business tax credits. There are a lot of small business tax credits that I see that are not utilized. The one that I'm personally working with my clients on this year is the sustainable tax credits. The administration in Washington is a very sustainable, friendly, and the tax credits that they are providing for us right now are in this sustainable space. So just for instance, if you're going to put some irrigation in and you use solar panels instead of electricity for that irrigation, you could get a 30% tax credit on that irrigation, 30% of what you spent on um, that irrigation. So again, can be very, very valuable, but it needs to be something that's planned out and thought about and not something that we can discuss December 31st or February 25th. <laughs> okay, that brings me to my fifth and final point of the podcast, retirement plans. If you are not contributing to a retirement plan every single year, you are leaving, you are sending too much money um, to Uncle Joe. So retirement plans are something that is a tax deferral. However, that deferral can turn into a tax savings if all of the pieces of the puzzle fall correctly. So let me give you a story. If you are contributing to a SEP, you can contribute almost $60,000 a year. That's a huge tax savings. And if your spouse also works on the farm with you, you can double that to close to $120,000. That gets deferred until you take it out when you retire. You have to start taking it out at 72 and a half, the age of 72 and a half. So here's the thought. If you are in a high tax bracket now, you're in the 30% tax bracket, 35% tax bracket, somewhere in there, and you deduct $120,000 by contributing to a self-employment pension plan, a SEP, then when you turn 72 and a half and you're not working as hard, you are now enjoying the fruits of your labor, you're utilizing the retirement that you've saved up for all these years, the thought is that you would be in a lower tax bracket because you're not generating massive amounts of revenue. So the thought would be that at that point, you're in the 10, 15, 20% tax bracket, thereby saving 15% on whatever you put into a retirement plan. So that's why I really, really like to promote uh, retirement plans as sort of a low-hanging fruit tax strategy that anybody can start doing, and it's, it's important. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful tax strategy um, for you guys to take advantage of. So right now, I'm actually meeting with farmers to go over these tax strategies and try to help them to make sure that they've got all their I's dotted and T's crossed so that we're ready to rock and roll in February when we start putting numbers on a tax return. So if you have a CPA who will go over these types of tax strategies with you, you need to schedule an appointment now because it's too late for you to do that in November or December. One of the things that's happened, we used to do them in October, November, 
And then all of the supply chain mess happened. And we have moved the moved our appointments now to August and September. If one of your strategies is to invest in a large piece of equipment and it takes a few months for uh, your dealership to get that equipment on the lot, then you could be in a pickle and not be able to use that strategy this year. So be sure that you're having conversations. Um, if you do not have a CPA who will have the conversations with you or is not knowledgeable in the ag space, please do not hesitate to um, hook up with me on Facebook. You can join my Facebook group at Farm and Ag CPA. You can just search for it on Facebook. Um, and that's where you can get answers from me and connect to other farmers like you. And if you are concerned about your tax situation and want to ensure you're not overpaying, or you would just like to learn how to work with me in general, then check out my website at farmandagcpa.com. There is a calendar link there, and you can just put a, an appointment on my calendar and we can have a conversation. Um, that website is Farm and Ag CPA. Okay, that's it for me this week. I'll be back next week with a brand new topic and I look forward to seeing you then.